Regardless of where you are in your life right now, every single one of you is called to transformation, total conversion in the love of Christ Jesus. This is the goal of all humanity, to be captivated by love, with love, in love, and for love. To become a total and new creation in Jesus, in this gift of grace that he offers to us, gratuitously from the cross, in the sacraments, in the silence of our hearts. Every single one of us is called here and now to turn from sin, to turn more and more toward Christ and his truth and his goodness and his beauty. One of the great history, historical examples of turning more and more to God is one that changed my life, and that is the example of St. Dominic de Guzman, the founder of the Order of Preachers. St. Dominic was a young man who gave his life to the Lord. As a college student, as a university student, he sold all of his books, which were even more expensive then than they are now. He sold all of his books. This was before the printing press. He gave them away so that he could feed the poor. He entered into priestly life. He was a canon of the Cathedral of Ozma at a young age. So renowned was he in his simplicity of life, his piety, his understanding of the truth and the teachings of the church, that his bishop took him with him to go on a diplomatic mission. And on the way, they encountered in southern France this heresy. People were committing suicide. People were turning from the church all in pursuit of this false teaching that was going around at the time. And St. Dominic recognized the need. He also recognized that the local priests were unable to respond to the deep questions of the people because they were uneducated. And the priests who were educated, the monks were so wealthy, they had so much power and prestige, they could not relate to the people. But here he was, a priest, a canon, a follower of his bishop. And yet he turned to the Lord in that moment. And he asked the Lord to show him. And even though he was holy, even though he was doing the Lord's will, he discovered a deeper call, the Lord's next step for him. He turned from everything that had come before. He lived an incredible life of assiduous prayer and study and poverty. He went out to the people. He went to the Pope eventually to found a religious order. And at the time, only bishops preached from the pulpit. And confessions were heard only rarely. And he decided he needed a community that lived an assiduous life of prayer and study to preach the good news and to hear confessions. And people scoffed at him and mocked him. And yet he kept going all the more. And when the Pope said, yes, you can do this, there were about 16 friars at the time. And instead of holding them to himself and doing it all on his own, he sent them out two by two. And here's the reality of it. Since then, about 800 years since St. Dominic has died, hundreds of thousands of men and women have joined the order of preachers. And in fact, pretty much every single Catholic, either indirectly or directly, has been impacted by the life and the teachings of the sons and daughters of St. Dominic specifically through the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas, which form the greatest volume of our theological understanding of the faith. Here he was, a simple priest and canon in Osma, Spain, a town probably none of you have heard of, who just kept giving his life 
more and more to the Lord. And the Lord did great and incredible things with that gift. In the gospel today, we see the response of the Lord to even the lowliest sinner who turns from a life of sin and duplicity to honesty, to truth. The Lord is coming, and the, the servant knows he's coming to take account. And so what does he do? He finally acts with honesty. He turns, even after a life of stealing, a life of dishonesty, and how does the Lord look upon him? Does he say to him, oh, look at you and all the terrible things he's done? No. He commends him for his honesty. This is the radicalness of being in love with God and of being captivated and converted by this love. It's predictable in one way. There's a clear moral order to the world, but it's unpredictable in another. The dishonest steward in one moment becomes honest. The simple canon from Spain in one moment starts to change the church forever. This is what God has in store for each of us. As we turn no more and more to the readings for today, we are confronted with some difficult truths. So in the gospel today, we hear of this dishonest wealth, make friends with dishonest wealth. And we are confronted with the difficult truth that anything that has to do with power, pleasure, wealth, or honor that does not lead me in the end to God is wicked and evil. Everything in this world that detracts, that takes me away from God, is not a good thing. In fact, basically, the church fathers say that the earthly things, again, if not turned to God, will always steer us away. Not only that, we have the difficult truth from the first reading from the book of the prophet Amos. We have the chosen people who, with whom God has made covenant, who are turning from him in ridiculous and outlandish ways. And so we are reminded that in our birth we are born into sin. Our nature is corrupted by sin. And sometimes we make excuses for this. You know, my great-great-grandparents came over to this country from Ireland, and yet when I get my anger or my uh, choleric disposition up, people will say, oh, there's Father Patrick getting Irish again or putting on the Irish. Right, and we laugh and we joke about that, ha-ha, he's Irish. What does my great-great-grandparents coming from Ireland have to do with my imprudence in conversation? The answer is nothing, right? But I have to recognize, each one of you, each one of us has to recognize that when we start, our disposition is oriented toward the good, yes, but it's been corrupted. But here's the difficult but the highest truth, that when we listen to the promptings of God, when we turn away from ourselves and toward Him, toward the truth, all things are possible. All is redeemed. St. Paul said in that second reading, this great line, For there is one God. There is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave Himself as a ransom for all. And he continues that, he says that he desires all of our salvation. This is what happens when we turn away from ourselves, when we use the gifts that we have, not for my own glory, not for my own edification, but for the building up of the kingdom, for the service of those in need. All things are possible to 
us through Christ Jesus. If we look in history, we look in the gospel today, the unfaithful steward turned away from his infidelity, from his lying, from his stealing. He was accounted good and trustworthy. We see in the life of St. Paul, a man who had scorned the church, who persecuted them, but who was seeking after the truth. And God had to knock him down and blind him with the light and speak directly to him for him to convert and change his life. We also see in the life of St. Dominic, a man who just more and more gave his heart, his mind, his very soul to God and what God has to do for that and what God did for him, through him, and in the church because of that gift of self. It all starts, though, brothers and sisters, in prayer. As we saw in the gospel, the steward heard rumors. He heard that the master was coming to take accounts. How often is it in our life when the Lord speaks to us in our hearts? He prompts us. He challenges us. He makes us uneasy. And he's calling us more and more to himself. And the only way we can know what to do next is to listen to form ourselves in the truth by forming ourselves or by allowing ourselves to be formed by Him, by putting our lumpy, amorphous, cold, stony hearts in His hands and letting Him, the master potter, reshape them into something more beautiful than we could even conceive of in our wildest dreams. The challenge, though, is that prayer is exceptionally hard. And many of us, perhaps even most, don't even know how to pray. Imagine this. Imagine if I asked you who are married, if you were to explain to me how you were captivated and fell in love with your beloved. You would tell stories of interactions, silence, of periods together, of overcoming things with each other. And each and every step would be unpredictable but more beautiful than the one before it. But how often when we talk about our life of prayer, we talk about, well, I ask God for things and sometimes he helps me. And other times, I, I go to church and I, I think I get something out of it. We are called to be captivated, to be changed and transformed by love. Therefore, just as with any other relationship, we need to know and love and spend time, so too with God. So too we must come to Mass and confession on a regular basis and avail Himself of His grace. So too we must sit in silence before Him and in His presence, especially before the Blessed Sacrament. So too we must spend time daily with Scripture, allowing the Word of God to change our hearts. And so too we must ask. For ten years I have given my life to the Dominican way of life, and I'll tell you this much, I don't know if I'm any further along in my life of prayer. And it's the one thing in my life I've worked hardest at doing. Prayer is exceptionally hard. But when we ask for help, when we invite other people into our lives, when we commit to sitting in the presence of God, He changes us, even if we are unaware. And I will say this, just kind of on a personal note, if as the new administrator here, I spent most of my time teaching you how to pray and less time doing the management and administrative work, I would be grateful to that, just, just to be clear on that. That would make me so happy. But this is what the Lord offers to us. We are called to be His, wonderfully, amazingly made, recreated, transformed, and converted by His grace. At the end of the Gospel today, Jesus says very clearly, black and white terms, you cannot serve both God 
and mammon. Every one of us is today called in a simple way of turning more and more to the Lord, of a great way of turning away from sin, and perhaps even some of you are called to priesthood and religious life. But each one of us is called today to give our hearts to, Lord, to the Lord. Because it is true, as long as our hearts are divided, we are divided against ourselves. We cannot serve both God and man. Today, right now, choose God. Give him your heart.